Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. I am so glad to be back behind the mic. If you know what's been going on in my story recently, I have been having vocal trouble. It has been humbling, to say the least. I teach on vocal care, and yet I've been in the middle of this struggle. So I am by no means an expert, but from some things I've been picking up on lately, I'd like to talk to you about your vocal health, because I've noticed I'm not the only one going through it. I've talked to at least a handful of other elementary music teachers right now. Tis the season, we're well into the school year, where we've been struggling with our vocal health. So a few common sense practices for you to help. Number one is drink your water. It is so easy to drink everything but water, but make a priority to drink your water. There's a reason there's a stereotype of the vocalist coming around a water bottle, because it's true. Number two, get your sleep. And I've been doing a funky thing lately where I've been waking up in the night and stewing for about an hour. That's not amazing for your sleep. I've been trying to go to bed earlier to get a little sleep opportunity, but definitely sleep and tired voices and dehydration and tired voices go hand in hand. Number three is let's warm up our voice. I think the car on the way to school is a great thing to do this. I have been in the middle of vocal therapy. It is fascinating. Uh, I will not share all the exercises with you because I'm not an expert and my situation might be unique, but definitely we cannot be starting a cold engine and then running it hard all day. So think about some type of gentle vocal warm up for your voice. Number four, let's limit the caffeine. I know, right? I love the caffeine. Um, but even so, I was doing a pretty limited amount, but think about your limit and maybe even taking it back a little bit. And when you do choose to use caffeine, make sure you're counterbalancing that with your water. Caffeine's drying, and drying is the enemy of your vocal folds. Another bummer is limit your alcohol. Now, once again, I am very conservative on that front, but if you are not, it really might be time to back it up a bit just simply for your vocal health or just be a little bit more intentional about it. Number six, and this is a challenging one, is to avoid throat clearing. Uh, that just slams your vocal folds right together and is not great for them. Number seven, and I do pride myself on this, is start to up that nonverbal game, especially in situations where it is a no-win. At dismissal time, I am not going to talk to my students at all. I'm going to give them some nonverbals about the right directions to do. There is no possible way to compete over a cafeteria full of students at dismissal with also loud announcements coming over the intercom and other noises. Nope, nonverbals all day. Number eight, and I was doing this consistently as well, is wear your mic. Um, it does help. Wear your mic all the time. Uh, number nine, and this is something that we did, but like I said, we were a little far down the road, is get checked out immediately if something feels off. Uh, I got to the point of having a vocal scope, which was not the highlight of my adult life, but I'm so glad that I didn't ignore it and came back to it before I had the chance to do more damage. Number 10 is vocal rest, and I can tell you as someone who's coming off a pretty long vocal rest, that is no fun at all, but necessary. So think about the times that you can work vocal rest into your week, into your weekend, into your evenings, into your commute. Your overuse is a real thing, even if you're doing everything else perfectly well. So think about times that you can literally give your voice a rest. 
even in your lesson planning, which is one where I think I could step up my game a little bit, intentionally plan some times where your voice is not needed for your lesson. And finally, a bonus tip number 11. Hopefully, you don't lose your voice at all this year. And hopefully, everything is going along really well for you that way. But I think it's always wise. Have a plan for what you'll do when it happens, at least on a small level. Is there an activity that you know is really light vocally? Is there some videos that you know are great go-tos from a reliable website that you can do for when you lose your voice? Because a lot of times as elementary music teachers, as my intro says, it's not if, it's when we have no voice. I love y'all. I miss you. Take care. Hey, I just got a really exciting text. We are getting closer to the hard copy version, the paperback on Amazon of Happier Music Teacher, 50 Days to Being a Happier Music Teacher at Home and at School. Of course, it's always available on F-flat books, and I hope you will support them in your mission if you want an e-book. But if it doesn't feel like a real book to you unless you hold it in your hands, I really can't wait to share it with you. I'll let you know when it releases. So I've talked a lot on this podcast about rating and reviewing and sharing, but I haven't mentioned how to follow podcasts. If you're a newer podcast listener, here's how you follow a podcast on your iPhone or your iPad. First, you're going to open the podcast app, minus purple. Then you're going to browse or search for the show, Happier Music Teacher. You're going to tap the show to see its information page. There's a woman smiling with red lipstick and a red shirt. That's me. And then you're going to tap the follow button. What this allows you to do is have these shows automatically download every week when a new episode appears, as well as appear in your library. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.